Hey guys, welcome to True Knows Talk. Jeff here. I don't know if y'all have heard of Anchor, but it's ran by Spotify now. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one app or on your desktop. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. And really, I mean, when hosting on Anchor, you you mean you can distribute your podcast on many platforms. Spotify, Apple, I mean, there's just tons of them, more than I have time to really explain. But the best part about it, really, everything you need is in one place, and it's free. So, guys, go to your app store, download the Anchor FM app, or go online and just put it on your desktop if you got a laptop. Now, I know Chip and Hunter, just like I am, we're ready to kick this thing off. So, y'all can give us the countdown, and we'll see y'all when the show starts. What's up, Knowles fans? Welcome to another edition of True Knowles Talk. Man, dominant victory last night. Dominant victory by the men's basketball team, 93-64 over the Eagles of Boston College. I mean, the Knowles seniors last night, they were honored. There were six of them. You had MJ Walker, Raekwon Evans, Harrison Petro, Wes Miles, Justin Lidner, and Travis Light. The group celebrated with the band and Coach Hamilton after the game while on the court for the last time. But, guys, there was also two more seniors that did not get the recognition last night. Nathaniel Jack, who's a guard, and also Tanner Nagum, who's a center. Well, they wasn't honored last night, guys, because they're coming back. They're going to be back for the 21-22 season uh, is what we're hearing. It's what's expected. But uh, congratulations to the six seniors that are going to be leaving the Knowles. And congratulations on their victory. The Knowles are one win away right now. If they can handle business against Notre Dame this Saturday, they will bring home their second regular season ACC championship banner, which would be back-to-back years under Leonard Hamilton. And then we got the tournament right afterwards. And if we keep playing the way we do, then the tournament will more than likely be a wrap for us. Also, we'll bring that title home, be back-to-back years with back-to-back trophies and back-to-back banners going up at the top. But, guys, let's kind of take a look at last night's game. Uh, I mean, just a takeaway, I mean, the Eagles of Boston College, they were just overmatched, overwhelmed the whole game. And um, they fell behind. And uh, this makes the ninth loss in the last 11 games for the series for the Eagles. Um, the Knowles, they shot fairly well in the first half. They shot 18 of 29 for 62% from the floor. And they built a considerable lead cruising to a 53-35 to 35 lead at halftime, which was helped by M.J. Walker's 12 points just in the first half. And then the Knowles, I mean, they were never challenged, really, throughout the whole game, more in the second half. Um, for the game, the Knowles, they shot 55.6% from the floor, 35 out of 63. And also they shot 48%, which 13 out of 27, from three-point range. Senior M.J. Walker... Scored 18 points, hitting six three-pointers. And then adding in junior forward Raekwon Gray's 16 points. 
They helped the Knowles win their 25th straight ACC home game. But, listeners, there is a chance that we could miss out on the regular season title if we fall to Notre Dame Saturday night and then Virginia beats, I believe it's Louisville, then Virginia would have the upper hand and I believe they would take the ACC regular season victory over it. But um, I don't see that happening. Notre Dame, yeah, they're going to be tough. They have some scores, but I believe that uh, we're going to be focused and ready to uh, jump on it and get that banner to bring them back on to the tuck. But, guys, there's a new segment that I'm introducing today. It's going to be called the Unconquered Senior Spotlight. And this week's Unconquered Senior Spotlight is going to be none other than senior M.J. Walker. M.J. Walker, 6'4", 180 pounds, small forward. He's an absolute star. Whose season, I mean, he just started on fire, blazing spotlight, and it all arrived at the perfect time. Walker's earned all ACC honorable mention honors in his junior year of 2020 he sits with 79 wins as a member of the Seminoles he was looking to become the winningest Seminole in uh, basketball history in school history Um, but he's a few behind the school record of 104 wins which is actually held by if y'all remember Trent Forrest last year he played for the Noles from 2017 to 2020 Trent Forrest was a great player came out of Chipley Florida actually won a state championship for the Tigers. But looking at MJ, MJ Walker was a 2017 McDonald's All-American who averaged 27.8 points and 6.5 rebounds as a senior at Jonesboro High in Georgia. MJ Walker is actually the 12th of 13 All-Americans, McDonald's All-Americans that is, to sign with Florida State. And he's also the 5th of 6 to sign with Leonard Hamilton. The other ones are Scotty Barnes, Dwayne Bacon, Michael Sanier, Chris Singleton, and Vaughn Wafer. They all signed with Hamilton and his staff. Uh, ranked as the number eight prep prospect by ESPN.com and the number one ranked shooting guard in high school as a senior. He was the nation's 22nd best prep player according to 247sports.com. He also participated in the Steph Curry SC 30 select camp prior to his junior season and MJ actually credits Curry for helping him understand the game a lot better Um, while in high school though I mean just a little known fact people may not know this but he was an outstanding player on the football field also and he didn't play after his sophomore year Um, his athleticism helped him earn football scholarship offers from Clemson Miami Michigan, and I believe Odell Hagens actually offered him while he was there. Um, MJ was an outstanding dual-threat athlete as a free safety and a, as a wide receiver. Um, he earned scholarships, like I said, in football, but he finished his football career following his sophomore season. But the hardwood was his calling, after all, and we, uh, we think he made the right choice, actually. But um, MJ earned the Seminoles Newcomer of the Year Award at Florida State's annual awards banquet in 2018 and earned a special team juice award which is an acronym for just us in combat every day at the Seminoles honor banquet in 2019 Uh, he also won the tip of the spear award at the Seminoles celebratory honors banquet in 2020 and for those of y'all don't know the tip of the spear award is presented annually to a member of the men's basketball team who exemplifies 
Florida State's unconquered spirit and who gives unselfishly of himself throughout the season. MJ actually surpassed the 1,000 career point mark in the first half against North Carolina. The senior played in his 114th career game against Boston College, and this season he's averaging a career-high 13.1 points a game and he's ranked in the top 12 of three different statistical categories at Florida State's in the record book. So right now we're going to kind of look at the at MJ Walker in the Knowles record book right now. I mean, first and foremost, he's ranked number 10 with 168 three-point field goals made. And then he's also ranked number 8 right now with total three-point field goals attempted with 158 attempts and then to end out his record book uh, look right now he's ranked 12th right now with a 797 uh, free throw percentage but then you look at some of the honors MJ's had throughout his career in 2017 he was the Jamaica Classic all-tournament team in 2018 and 2021 he was the Jerry West award watch list which is a award for the nation's top shooting guard in 2020, he was all ACC honorable mention from the uh, coaches and the media to go along with the regular season ACC championship team for 2020 and the 2020 ACC tournament championship team. In uh, 2021, he was the preseason all ACC second team, which was by the ACC Operations Basketball Review. And he was also the 2021 preseason all ACC first team which was awarded him by Sports Illustrated. So, I mean, just to say, lack of a better word, MJ's going to be missed. He was a true no. He is a player and a athlete that exemplifies the unconquered spirit because when he could have went to the pros last year, he chose to stick it out for Leonard Hamilton and this program. And we just wish him great things for the future hope he gets drafted as a lottery pick made up big bucks and a lot of money but um let's just right now focus on bringing home the uh regular season title the tournament title and then the ncaa championship but guys i want to kind of swap gears a little bit right now and kind of focus on the the lady Knowles softball team they got a tough one coming up this weekend they take on the number five undefeated florida gators the Lady Knowles actually has to travel on Friday to take on the Gators at 3.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. That one's going to be played at the KDC Show Presley Stadium in Gainesville. Then the Knowles are going to turn around, get on a bus, and drive back to Tallahassee. And so are the Gators. So they can face each other on Saturday at, I believe, 6 p.m. on the ACC Network app at Joanne Graff Field in Tallahassee. But let's kind of look at some of the impact players that's going to be on the field this weekend for the Knowles and for the Gators. For the Knowles, you've got Mason, who's batting 350 right now in the season and also has 14 hits. Then you have nine players on the team that's tied with nine runs apiece. And then you have Mason again, well, I guess she's just a is-all, be-all right now at the Knowles. She's also got 10 RBIs and four doubles to go along with her four home runs. But, guys, you know, it's the Gators. They're going to have something that can equal us or compete with us. So let's look at them. I mean, they've if we could just keep 
the ball away from Hannah Adams, we might have a chance, honestly. Hannah Adams, I mean, she's leading the Gators in batting average with 512. She leads them in hits and also runs. She has 21 hits on the season and 14 runs. It's going to be tough beating them. That's It's going to be a, a tough one. And then you got Cheyenne Lindsay for the Gators. She's, I mean, she's doing something short of spectacular, and she's batting in the nine hole. And your nine hole is typically not your best batter in circumstances. She's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. But, I mean, she just she's following up on her breakthrough season from last year, and I'm not a Gators fan, but what she's doing is kind of impressive. Um, she's batting 457 right now, which ranks second just behind Hannah Adams in the leadoff spot. And uh, she's currently on a seven-game hitting streak. Hopefully she can break that. We can break that as a knoll this weekend. But just looking at the Gators, I mean, their pitching is is tough. They, their pitching is tough. Um, their pitching actually leads the nation in ERA and shutouts right now. One of the least talked about pitching staff, really, in the country. They quietly ranked second in the nation with seven shutouts on the year, and they're first nationally in uh, ERA with 0.81. Guys, it's going to be tough for our Lady Knowles to really get the bat on the ball against this pitching staff, and if we do, we better hope uh, it goes somewhere. Uh, but like I said, it's going to be difficult because the Gators pitching staff – they had not given up more than five hits in a game so far this season, and they're currently ranked eighth in the nation in fewest hits given up with a minimum of 50 innings pitched this season. However, the Lady Knowles do have strength in the box. Um, they, the Lady Knowles recorded six home runs on just the opening weekend and four extra base hits in four games. The Lady Knowles has 11 home runs through 13 games this season, and – all 11 of those home runs come from five different players. Senior Elizabeth Mason leads the charge, like I said, with four home runs of her own. Then you got Casty Davis in second with three. But just as the Lady Gators are tough to hit, we also have um, Kaylee Harding. She's a freshman this year, and she's leading the Knowles with a 464 on base percentage. She started in eight games and played in 12 recording nine hits and four walks. She knows how to watch the, the strike zone. She knows how to battle and make the pitchers give her what she wants. And then when she gets on base, I mean, she's she's decent on the base path. And the Knolls are actually ranked pretty high uh, with their speed on the bases. Through 13 games, the Lady Knolls have stolen 33 out of 34 bases. So if you're 33 – Stolen bases out of 34 attempts, I believe that comes out about 97% uh, success rate. That is eight more than the previous most through 13 games, which was 25 stolen bases in 2018. Florida State leads the country in stolen bases this year. Florida State ranks ninth in the country in stolen bases with 2.54 stolen bases a game. So when we get on the field and get on the base path, it's we know how to run the base and know how to get the uh, get the extra base off of it. Um, against Georgia Tech on February 19, the Seminoles stole 19 bases, which was tying tying the program record for stolen bases in a game at that time. And guys, I mean, looking just at our 
batting side or offensive side, you got to turn and look at our our defensive side and our pitching staff, which they're they're no cakewalk. I mean, redshirt junior Daniel Watson is a perfect three and zero in the season in four starts with seven appearances. In her first start of the season against Memphis, she pitched three and a third innings with five strikeouts, including three in just the first inning alone. Watson earned a season-high six strikeouts in three innings against Florida Gulf Coast on the 27th of February. Then you got Catherine Sandercock had arguably the best game of her Seminole career against Virginia Tech. She threw her first career complete seven-inning game and threw a career-high nine strikeouts. She currently has 26 strikeouts and 29 innings pitched. I mean, we got a pitching staff just like the Gators do, so it's going to be a back-and-forth game, especially on the mound and in the batter's box. But then you also got um, Kaylin Arnold, who leads the team with only a 2.1 ERA in seven appearances with 24 innings pitched. She also leads the team with 27 strikeouts. She came in during the fourth inning against Memphis and pitched flawlessly. She got the first eight batters she faced out in order before walking in the ninth batter she faced. Against Georgia Tech, she had her best game of the season. She pitched five innings and only allowed two hits and six strikeouts. Against Southeastern Louisiana, which, I mean, I understand that's a cupcake game. They are. She threw nine strikeouts and tying the most by an FSU pitcher in a season. But, I mean, you got to look at it, guys. Right now, I mean, it's going to be a back-and-forth game, especially with us having to travel Friday, play an early game at 3.30. The game more than likely won't get over till 7. Get loaded back up. Get back to Tallahassee to do it again on Saturday against the same team. But the Gators are going to be doing the same thing also. So I think the Knowles can if, – if we play tight, play right – and don't have any fundamental errors or mishaps and doesn't let the game get out of our, our grasp and out of control. I, I believe we can take at least one of the games from the Gators. And for those of y'all that really don't know, I mean, the, the Lady Knowles, they play every game for those who can't. One of the fundamental principles of the Florida State Seminoles softball team and what it's built on is play for those who can't. The Seminoles have displayed that throughout the years, including recently with people like Taylor Foster, Madison Marshall, Hayden Stone, and Monk Bonasota, which we all know Monk from the football team. Taylor Foster became part of the FSU family in 2013 through a connection with the ACC. And despite growing up in North Carolina, she dreamed of playing softball for the Lady Knowles. But Foster was diagnosed with a bone cancer at the age of 13, and her passion and enthusiasm in the face of such adversity never faltered her love for the Knowles. People don't know this, but the Knowles would routinely stop by and see Taylor and her family when playing in North Carolina in the area schools. And the players and coaches would often keep in touch via, you know, calls, text messages, video chat, whatever. But after her passing in April of 2014, an annual memorial tournament and camp was started and organized by the FSU softball players and coaches and support staff for youth in North Carolina to share Taylor's passion for the game and just to tell of her legacy. Then in 2016, through a partnership with the Friends of Jack, J. 
Jacqueline Foundation, FSU softball adopted Madison Marshall, who had been diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2014 at the age of 14. The Friends of Jacqueline Foundation was created in 2005 and pairs children with pediatric brain tumors with collegiate sports teams as they have seen the symbolic relationships that are formed help both the child going through such you know difficult situations and also the team um and they're able to come to come together alongside a family and you know help them fight and learn a new appreciation and a little new perspective on life then one of the other ones they they play for in 2019 in partnership with the friends of Jacqueline foundation seminoles adopted hayden stone who had been diagnosed with a soft tissue cancer and lived in Tallahassee. Hayden and her family come to nearly every home Lady Knowles softball game during the 2019 season. And the FSU players drew smiley faces on their necks in honor of Hayden as a way for her to reduce the stigma of a scar on her neck. And then, I mean, like I said, we all know Monk. One of the main FSU athletic administrators responsible for hiring, you know, Coach Lonnie as head coach in 2008. He also played football for Florida State in the late 70s and was voted into the FSU Athletic Hall of Fame in 1995. As a result, he bled garnet and gold. We all know that. If anybody ever met him, we know that. But in October 2015, he was diagnosed with a brain cancer, yet he never wavered in his passion and his unconquered spirit in life. Right up to his passing in November of 2016, he continued to give his life to the university and to be an example for the Florida State unconquered spirit. In 2017, the Lonnie Alamada softball camps began and annual Monk Basana camps, which are called Camp MB42s, where the young players in attendance not only learn about skills of softball, but also life, and actually, you know, kind of who Monk was and what he meant to Florida State and how he battled through such adversity. All of the proceeds of the annual camps go to FSU Monk Barasote Scholarship, and to date the camp has raised over $8,500. And there, I mean, there's numerous relationships, you know, not just these that have been formed over the years with young fans like Amber Howard, Maddie Briscoe, and even former players such as Dana Bailey that have battled cancer. The FSU players and staff know that there is much more in life than just a game. Though there are several now gone, they are certainly not forgotten, and they remain significant and part of Seminole softball to this day, and also to the Knoll Nation. So guys, I mean, I'm just going to end on a little parting gift. I mean, embrace each day for what it is. I mean... Live life to its fullest. I know me and a bunch of my friends, we just lost an actual true knoll ourselves, uh, Jared Sasser. Jared loved outdoors. He loved four-wheeler riding. He was a great sergeant for the Florida Department of Corrections. And he loved his son, Lucas. And we lost him tragically just a week ago to a four-wheeler accident. So uh, if y'all, the true knolls, would keep his family in prayers. And just remember, guys, tomorrow's not guaranteed for us it's not awarded to us that's why they call it the present because it's a gift from god that we get to wake up tomorrow but guys with that being said i'm going to end this podcast this episode 
with a God bless all y'all. I'm gonna let old Gene take us away to the end here. 